0: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of The Wholehearted Healer. I am your host, Dr. Avine Banish, and today I'm excited to talk to and connect with Ash Johns. Um, Ash is a psycho-spiritual life coach, an ancestral healer, a conscious business strategist. She left um, over 10 years in a very successful advertising career to run a hugely successful women's retreat in Southeast Asia. And throughout her work, she has found that the key to overcoming burnout, a key to thriving in our world lies in returning to ourselves, to our roots, and to our spiritual practices. So I'm I'm excited to talk to her. Welcome, Ash. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, And what I love about your work is uh, you talk a lot about the ancestors and ancestral healing, and that is something that is pretty important to me. It's not something I grew up with, but um, the older I've gotten, the more it's really resonated with me. And so I'd love to kind of First, to just have you tell us a little bit more about yourself, and then I'd love to dive into what ancestral healing is and why it's so important for us.
1: Mm -hmm. So to be honest with you, most people haven't grown up with any type of um, conscious relationship with the ancestors or even their families talking about ancestors. If anything, it's been just a reference to maybe grandparents, one or two generations back, grandparents, great-grandparents is usually like pretty standard. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, understanding or lens or perspective into the past as it relates to how it may affect us. And so, you know, for me growing up, I've always been a sensitive and a medium, even as a child, I would get messages from spirit and I grew up in a Christian household, but we're very um, spiritual, even though it was a Christian background, it was just the ability to pray and have different uh, fasts and consecrations and you know, tarrying with spirit, if you will. So growing up as a spiritualist with a Christian background is literally where I come from. And it wasn't until I kind of walked away from my religion and and my teenage years and my young adult years and got into advertising, I ended up actually meeting a um, creative director in an ad agency. And it was during a time that I was kind of finding myself and figuring out if I wanted to stay in advertising and what did I want to do? And it was so successful, but so unfulfilled. And he kind of looked me in the eye one day and he's like, you're in in the middle of an awakening, aren't you? And I was like, oh my God, who is this guy? like I was starting to study metaphysics and just reconnect to energy and energetics through my spirituality. And uh, he actually became one of my teachers reminding me and bringing me back to my roots, my spiritual abilities, and the relationship between my ancestors and my current life, you know, my past lives and current life for my future. And over the years, I uh, initiated into various different systems and learned different modalities and became a spiritual life coach and all these different things. But it always came back to how is the past affecting my present that is also having an impact on a future. And that's what I do with women across the globe.
0: Mm. And for someone listening who, you know, fits that sort of common mold, like they might know that their great grandparents, you know, immigrated from somewhere, but they don't have any connection to that place or they feel that they don't have any connection. How does one begin? Yeah, that's a good question. So. It's not so much actually the way that I work,
1: my method is called whole lineage healing. So there's many different ways to step into ancestral healing. And the most common way is to look at archives, do family trees, do DNA testing, travel to ancestral lands, you know, ask questions about... Um, those who came before you from living family members or newspaper clippings, or, you know, if you're not connected to anyone, a desire to connect is usually where a lot of people start, but in my method called whole lineage healing, what I teach and guide my clients to do is to step into the spirit realm, which I call the ancestral healing space to call forth their ancestors from their whole lineage, not just grandparents, not just great grandparents, not just your mother or your father who passed or the twin that died in utero with you or what you know, those kind of things. It's the whole lineage as a whole system that you belong to. Can you come forth and support me? How do I have a conscious relationship to with you? And how do I translate that wisdom from spirit into the physical plane? So to start is actually just a desire and interest. If you're listening to this episode and your background is calling to you to look at or even listening to this episode, it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Then the intention is already there. That's a great place to start. And then second to that is if you do any form of meditation, you can set the intention that ancestors who are willing to support you in your current live life or ancestors who have a key to understanding a generational pattern that you are here to overcome for yourself and for your lineage to step forth and support you. And a lot of my clients before they become clients start off with just simple meditative practices with that intention and then kind of pick up with me to go further.
0: Beautiful. And then can you talk a little bit about this idea of generational patterns and how that is affecting our lives and the trajectory of our life without us really knowing it for the most part.
1: Yeah. In fact, I'll actually bring you into the conversation, Tita, for us in your community. How do you think about generational patterns?
0: Well, you know, my parents are from Ireland, actually immigrated here the year before I was born. And so um, Irish people tend to be really good storytellers. So I do Mm -hmm. have a lot of information about grandparents, you know, I knew my grandparents, but my great grandparents and probably one generation beyond that. Um, a lot of the stories are funny. Um, a lot of them are tragic. (laughs) Uh, and so sometimes I feel like, you know, the, the stories about past generations, it seems like the tragedies stick more than the, um, more than the lightness or the positive aspects. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's, if that's common or not. Very, um, yeah. Yeah. But that's, I, I would say that's true to my knowledge of my ancestors as well. And then yes. there's also, I think, you know, being the the daughter of immigrants, there is this disconnection that I can occasionally feel when I, I traveled back to Ireland, where, you know, my ancestors are from, and I feel really at home in that space. Yeah. Like that's a power space for me when I go, you know, when I go there. And so I, I know that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Dead on totally understand that and not uncommon,
1: anything that you just shared at all. Um, there is something about a deep mm, desire to belong both in your lineage. Like, why am I here? I feel different or I've done something different in my life or I pursue something else that's different than my immediate family or even a few generations before. And also, so many of us do not live on our on our ancestral lands. And yes, as humans, we're all for the most part ancestors of Mother Earth and like this planet, but we all have vortices and places where our ancestors have come from, and we have an indigeneity, if you will, of um connecting to those places. So the combination of no longer having ancestral practices, rites of passages, song, dance, rituals intact that are passed down generation to generation because of all the things that's happened in history, because we've immigrated, because we've been enslaved, because we changed our names, because there are wars, because we chose to go and pursue and be a merchantile and change our names to go after wealth or whatever the storyline, because humans have humaned, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we tend to forget who we are and we're looking at it from an individual perspective in our own life instead of this actually being a generational pattern of not feeling like we belong at home or that we're different or we're standing out or that even when we've created the most beautiful home, we still feel not so settled and searching for something else. So Um, I love that you share that because a lot of times people think generational patterns are only the negative things, but the truth is generational patterns are also the beautiful things, the blessings, the gifts, the talents, the wisdom that our ancestors had and still have in spirit that can be given to us in our current lives today. So. A lot of times we think of, oh, if it's in the past and it's ancestors, it doesn't affect us, or it's been lost because we've immigrated and we've moved, or we no longer have the land or the home, or we lost the business, or we used to be cobblers, but now I work in tech. And like we seem to think we're different than our ancestors, but we're really not. We are our ancestors returned, regardless of who you are. And our souls have agreed to be a part of our lineages and our family. So that means that there's a relationship between ancestral patterns and agreements and gifts and blessings and what our soul is here to do. And they work well together and fulfilling your purpose, your destiny, and your desires in this lifetime.
0: Wow. That's really inspiring and beautiful. Um, Is everyone here to sort of shift or heal their ancestral line, or do some of us come in with more of a calling to do that?
1: I don't actually know the difference between the questions. They sound the same to me. (laughs) If you feel called, you will do the work. If you're curious, you'll do the work. You'll be called to do this. You'll be inspired. You'll be like, oh, I realize I am the first woman in my family to do this or pursue this or hold this or take a stand or rest and enjoy and play or travel or whatever it might be. You may be the first for a long time. You may be the first. I'm definitely the first in my family to do something very specific. Like it has not been seen some of the energetic codes that I come through and that's a soul thing, but there's a lot of things also that I've inherited from my lineage that five generations, none of the women or the men in my family have done, you know, so they're, Uh but further back they have. So It's a combination of the two. I don't think that, you know, your whole life is meant to heal your ancestors. The method of whole lineage healing is actually not you healing your ancestors. It's you working and becoming in relationship with your ancestors for them to do their healing and support you to do your own. It's like when I got my degree, my mom didn't also get a degree, but who I am affects her. She gets to experience life through me and it has increased her quality of life because I am, you know, an honors graduated student from such and such and do these things and know these people, right? Like everyone has to do their own work, but who we become and and how we're supported from our lineage has a, a ripple effect, essentially.
0: I love that. And, you know, I, um, I was taught once that, you know, no work is wasted, right? Especially when we're talking about spiritual work or spiritual healing and that the work that, that you do, um, to heal yourself, to, shift patterns. Um, Actually, I love that idea of like this ripple effect can actually shift the past.
1: You know? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's the way that it's mostly experienced and it's always different with every client and every person who goes on this journey. Like it's a hundred percent choose your own adventure, pick your own path. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's amazing to see ancestors and experience ancestors. Cause everyone's not a seer. Like all my clients aren't like, Oh, I can see my ancestors. You can sense, you can feel whatever right. your gifts are. Right. But to experience your ancestors, letting go of grief that you know, that they've been carrying, you felt in your own body and realize it wasn't yours is incredible. To Mm -hmm. see the countenance of someone's face change after a session and they are lighter and full of joy is incredible. To see that they have permission and they are supported to take a major risk by their ancestors, even though their living family members are like, oh, I don't know about that. You know, like, (laughs) let's see, is incredible. Like you just get access to so much more wisdom Um, And it's just a good opportunity for ancestors to speak their truth. Like, for example, I had a client once who's uh, experienced a lot of abandonment by men, by fathers in their lineage, like every time mothers were becoming single mothers and fathers were leaving and husbands were going. And to hear and witness the ancestors come forth on her paternal side and talk about why that is and how they want to atone for it and how much love they have for her and how they've been working behind the scenes to support her, bringing her men to help her, uh, you know, metabolize that wound and that hurt out of her system so she can partner and stay partnered was amazing. Like there are things that happen in the spirit realm that you can embody in this realm that, you know, an Instagram post or, you know, a different journey facilitated by a plant medicine isn't going to give you because it's unique to you, you know? Yeah. That's,
0: it's, it's, it's just an exciting way to, um, I don't know. It, it, it puts this idea of um, ancestral healing and just placing yourself. Um, I mean, we all, you say it so beautifully, we, we didn't just pop up. We come from a lineage. We're part of hopefully a lineage of the future as well. And it, it, it's this, it's a very comforting way in a time that I think you spoke so beautifully of where a lot of people feel displaced, disconnected, um, and can't even always name it, you know, um, it's a I think it's just a really important uh it's important work that you're doing because I you know it's something that I think about, but I think you're right that a lot of people it's a it's a pretty boring or new concept too, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: it's, it's really interesting because, and thank you for saying that I, I deeply receive that and appreciate your recognition because it is amazing work. I love it so much. And it's one of the reasons why I will be training others to do this. Cause it's, there's no way I can do it. I love how I articulate it and how I hold it, but I can't do it all on my own. Like that's just, you know, so I'm really excited about that for this year and moving forward. But the thing about it is it's so um, I want to say multi-layered and it's such a dynamic experience because we see so much beauty in the ancestors. And a lot of times we only associate like ancestral wisdom or the food or the dance or the song or like these experiences of life, but never really understand how they are as souls or a spirit in the afterlife and how that affects us both, you know, good, bad, and Um, And also this idea that. Um, we're always connected. Like even in our most challenging moments in life, or when we're doubting ourselves, there is someone rooting you on, even if you look like you're in a room by yourself. And our ancestors, for the most part, have a vested interest in seeing us do well and break barriers and make waves in the world. And so um, I often use the analogy of a mother who loves her child so much that sometimes she's blocking you from like crossing the street, you're like, mom, I can cross the street on my own. It's cool. She's Mm -hmm. like, no, no, hold my hand. Stay here. You know, it's like that. It's like, they want to see you do well, but they're also like, man, this is a big, bad world. And you're going to have to face this. And there's still this being worked out and just stay safe. And so I see a lot of times women who are like, I really want to break this pattern um, before I have children, or I see this pattern that I change through behavior change in my own life, but I see it showing up in my daughter or in my son. And so I'm interested in getting to the root and knowing spiritually who's around us and what's influencing this and how can I best support my children and my household moving forward and and sure, you know, make more money or have more wealth or have more confidence and all these other external things. But in my experience, this work allows you to step into your authority of who you are. It's like the ultimate self-mastery process because we are who we came from and we also are where we're going. And we also are what we desire and what we're willing to manifest into this experience as humans.
0: Mm, that's really rich. Um, can we talk a little bit about generational wealth and, um, and what it is and how we can access it? Yeah, there's a lot to share here. It's
1: probably um, one of the things that a lot of my clients are interested in Um, When they're on their ancestral healing journey, simply because they're experiencing a lot of things, right? And all of these things are common. (laughs) And nowadays it's like, I want to make more money or I make money and I lose money or I'm afraid of money. And I've done all the money mindset courses, or I've inherited a huge amount of wealth or I've always grown up wealthy. And I really want to get over this fear of like having to separate myself or play down that I'm wealthy. Like, how do I get comfortable in the wealth that I come from? Like all these different money and wealth stories. And Mm -hmm. I love starting off in that mindset and that coaching and that strategy and that behavior change work. Like that's great work and working in your subconscious and hypnotherapy and all these different modalities. But at the end of the day everything that we have learned and every coping mechanism we have and every survival and way of relating to other people and this and our and even relating to ourselves has been learned from someone else from whoever raised us the environment we were in and the culture that we come from and by the way our ancestors created the culture that we're in right so right. Once we sit down and we're like, all right, I want to look at my lineage and see what is our lineage story with money, wealth, abundance, trust, currency, um, sharing wealth, compounding, holding on to it. Like, what has the relationship been over the years as opposed to me trying to be one link in a much bigger um, chain, right? And it's been phenomenal to see how sometimes a client has not been able to hold on to money or feels guilty about money because there was a wrong done by an elder and their lineage a long time ago, you know, like someone marrying into wealth and kind of ripping off the the spouse and running off with the funds and the person having to become, you know, all these stories that we have probably seen in entertainment and movies, they're very real Mm -hmm. and they're unique. These narratives are so unique in your lineage, but it creates an energetic debris in your lineage that I call an ancestral wound and an ancestral trauma that then manifests in various different ways, which are generational patterns. And then they have a symptom that comes in your life, which is what the client usually says they desire. I'm having less money. I want more money. I want to trust myself to make the investments and not pull them out. I want to actually be more generous instead of like clinching a little bit or saying, I don't have it when I actually do or mm-hmm. whatever their storyline might be, you know? And so um, it's really beautiful when they have the opportunity to see this full spectrum of what they're going through. A lot of my clients describe exactly what you were saying of this like sigh of relief, like, oh my goodness, I one, have control over changing this. Two, it's not only my responsibility. Three, I have a whole plethora of ancestors who are ready to let go of this wound and this pattern and support me with embodying a different way. Like I have full authority to bring this into my lineage. And it's just, every time we get to these like breakthrough moments, I'm crying, they're crying. We're very, um, organized, but like, what's the practical embodiment steps and what are we going to do to support you? But it's just at a deeper level that there's just no denying what you experience. You, you're a changed person. Your identity has shifted after going through an ancestral healing or whole lineage healing process.
0: It's really fascinating. Someone listening who, um. As I sit and record, I'm looking at um, a space I have in my office that I dedicate to um, my ancestors. And uh and it's it's just a reminder. It's it's yeah, for me, it's like a, it's an um, I don't know, it's a touch point in the physical world that I find helpful. But um, do you have any just advice for people? You know, I love that this intention, this desire. Um mm-hmm. To connect is probably no, uh, there are no accidents. So someone listening to this who may resonate with your message will certainly link on your uh, how they can get in touch with you and work with you, but just to get someone started on what they can do on their own. Yeah, I mean,
1: to get started, join Ancestral Healing Space membership. (laughs) I will say, I'm like shameless uh, plug here because the method in which I have developed and I work in, it's not um one size fits all it's not here's one thing that you can do i mean other than your heart and your desire to do this other than the typical things you can do around researching your people mm-hmm. asking about your family traveling to the lands eating the food listening to the music doing some research holding the intention that you want to do ancestral healing or connect to your people like that is that is the beginning like everything that um is very accessible in the world is the beginning but when you're ready to go deeper then find me and reach out and let's dive in because it's, it's a process that is so unique. And there's so many pieces that you learned along the way, like how to set boundaries, how to call them in uniquely, like how to relax your um, body and your mind and your spirit and how to open up the communication portals with your ancestors. Like there's a whole bunch of things that, um, as part of the process of doing this kind of work at the level that I do. So I don't have those like quick tips to share, unfortunately, yeah. but what I would say is, you know, ancestor reverence and honoring where you come from in general, everyone has the right to do that. You know, like ancestral work in general is your birthright, whether you do that with me or your own, but being able to have an ancestor altar and say, this is a space where I just want to honor, or like, I grew up, I don't know about you, but like, we had one room that was the den and it had all like family members and ancestors alive and not like, you know, all the old pictures and there was wood paneling back then. And I mean, So, so, those ways of just being like, regardless of how you lived your living life, like human life, and regardless of how you are in spirit, I still want to honor and thank you for existing and being a part of my experience as a human, like that kind of respect, reverence, light a candle, have a picture, keep heirlooms. Those things are very important. And then when you want to dive a little bit deeper and elevate your whole lineage and start to look at these deeper patterns of like people pleasing or abandoning yourself as a mother and being a martyr or like all these different things that people usually look at from a psychological and, you know, pathologizing and like behavior change things like they're deeply rooted in our, in the energetics of the pain body of our lineage. Mm -hmm. So that's when you would reach out and connect with me or my team and all the people that I'm training this year.
0: I think that's a beautiful response, Ash, and I I love that because it isn't it isn't um, one size fits all, and it is. I do think it's a lost art form in our culture, um, in our world, and so I think having a guide is is a, probably a really really helpful thing to do. Um,
1: I wonder if you yeah. can talk about. Actually- before oh, you say that, I want I have one more piece because like I love that point that you just made. There's um I think a lot of times when we do look for ancestor stuff or it comes maybe across your Instagram feed or something like that, it's very like um herbs and get out into the woods and walk the lands and this like indigenous approach and old, you know, um old English folklore and like things like that, which is totally cool and great. But what I'm talking about is an actual spiritual and energetic relationship with your ancestors, right? So it's a, it's a different approach. Like sometimes people think of ancestor healing and just mediumship. And I want to speak to my grandmother and things like that. And what I'm talking about is you actually learn how to have access to your whole lineage. So whenever you're done working with me or anybody that does this kind of work, you know how to contact your people and how they communicate with you and support you yourself. This is not a, I have to keep getting readings types of things. No knock on that modality and that way of working.
0: Right. It's, it's a very yeah. empowering, it's an empowering way. You're empowering people to do this work themselves.
1: That's right. And so it's like, it's, it's ancient, but it's a modern way of doing it for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then how, when someone does this work, does it impact their legacy or, or their life moving forward and the ancestors that will one, you know, they, we will become ancestors yeah, future generations. So how, how is that impacted?
1: Yeah. I, I love that question the fastest thing that, or the quickest thing I should say that happens is one, you have a lot more energy to show up in your life. Like we siphon and lose so much valuable energy through energy leaks because we're, in conflict with our living family members, we're not returning a phone, we're, we're whatever is going on. We're self-doubting, we're imposter syndrome. We're so busy and running around trying to create that we're not connected to our spirits. We're saying one thing and meeting another. So we're out of integrity, like all these little niggly things that we do as humans. And when you do this kind of work and it calls you fully into your authority, your self-mastery, and to really focus on creating and manifesting what you're here to do and the impact you're meant to have, it be, your energy becomes streamlined. So I've had clients who are really struggling from like having an online business after leaving corporate and used to a certain lifestyle and having so much self-doubt and like burning out from launch trauma, essentially launching something and offering something, or they've worked with so many clients, they're burnt out, but they don't want to say no. And like all these different things, you clean that stuff up. So you can just be who you're supposed to be. And so I was actually telling a good friend of mine, who's a practitioner in another modality yesterday, I was like, you know. I'm really coming to realize that my way of ancestral healing, particularly with working with women and women identifying people, this is woman's work because as women, we create everything. Our energy goes first. Our beauty is what brings life. We nurture, we care, we hold, we witness, we can feel and sense what's going on before everyone else. We have incredible intuitive abilities and sense, and that's been lost in certain ways. You know, we have become so masculinized and like so, and I I trust me, I'm a businesswoman. I'm 10th house Capricorn. I love structure and organization Uh by all means, but at the same time, we're not balanced. And what I've been seeing lately with my clients is bringing in this energy of balance where your energy and your efforts are both meeting and we can fully be the empowered women that we've always been in the world, but in a renewed way, that's maybe been lost in some of our lineages for a long time.
0: Yeah. I think that that's, that's a really, um, that just resonates as truth to me. And I think, uh, I think that wisdom, especially for women of our grandmothers and our great grandmothers. And um, because you come to a certain point in your life where as a woman, you do have wisdom and you have created a home and a family and been through some stuff and come out the other side. And so why not lean into all of that wisdom in our lineage, you know, and um, access it and, and have it help us. It's true. And you know, I love,
1: I feel like I'm always like another thing. <laughs> no, go but ahead. um, you know, uh there's there's this, this is what I love so much about the work too, is it's so nuanced. Like we're literally parsing through what serves us and what no longer serves us, what DNA needs to be awakened and what DNA needs to be released, you know, and so. Mm-hmm. How many times have I know I can think at least five off the top of my head and I'm sure you with your background, there's some great sayings and folklore and teachings, you know, especially coming from an oral history with your ancestors and lineage where the ancestral wisdom was really rooted in hurt And fear and trauma, but it was really smart. It was based on survival, you know, like something my grandmother and great grandmother used to say was, and it's kind of funny to say, they would always be like, keep a pair and a spare, you know. And that was like always keep backup men. You never know. When one lets you down, you have some others that love you, adore you on our right. And that's like ancestral wisdom, but it was rooted in the men are not showing up for us. So we need to keep other ones around just in case. So there's a lack of trust. Right. Right? So smart. But how great would it be to restore trust with men and our lineages so we could have one or a village of all of them and trust all of them, you know? So that's kind of the nuance that I talk about when you get into this work is it's more than just general ancestral wisdom, because there was a lot of wisdom that was helpful back then, but it's not helping us create the freedom, the full freedom and the new kind of world and life that we want to live if we only live within those beliefs now.
0: Mm, Yep. That is, that's powerful. Ash, if someone wants to work with you, um, you know, I'll link your stuff, but, but how do you work with people?
1: Yeah, great question, and thank you for the invitation. So, I only take a limited number of one to one clients at this point. Um, so, if you are interested in one to one, please reach out. My team and I would love to chat with you, and we'll figure out if we're a great fit. You can always find me at my website, Ashley A S H L E Y Johns J O H N S dot com. Otherwise, on the docket for this year, for 2023, I'm very excited to be training our first group of ancestral freedom coaches. So those will be people who are trained in this modality and can take clients on. So if you're interested in um, exploring this modality, experiencing this modality, and maybe becoming a practitioner of this modality, then definitely be in touch. Otherwise, it's just my mastermind. It's a nine-month women's mastermind where we journey together doing ancestral healing work and embodiment work. So you can step into being a balanced, creational woman and receive what you want in life with far less effort. If you've been on the brink of like, I'm burnt out even though life looks great. I'd love to have a different life or have more in my life or to pivot my life, but that's gonna take more effort and I'm already at my capacity. You need to be in this mastermind.
0: Amazing. Well, we will link that. We will make sure that the people who are meant to find you will find you. And Ash Johns, I want to say thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for showing up and stepping into this work at this time. And thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was lovely. Have a great day. You too.